Recently, somebody asked me, when should I tell people that I'm visually impaired? Well, we're going to dive deep into that topic and more coming up today on episode number six of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. If you're new to the program, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do life advice, encouragement, product reviews, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are facing physical sight loss. Hey, so glad that you're here today. I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about when and if you should tell people that you're visually impaired. I know it probably sounds like, oh, you should tell everybody or you should tell nobody, but we're going to talk about specific scenarios where you should and maybe shouldn't tell certain people about your newly found visual impairment. Hey, before we jump into everything, as always, I want to let you know that you can find the show notes to this episode, which includes links, images, and this week includes videos. So you can find that over at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 006. That's lifeaftersightloss.com slash 006. Make sure to go on over there, check out the show notes, enjoy it. Uh, it's kind of like a big blog post with a podcast added right onto it. So you get double the whammy, double the value for your price, lifeaftersightloss.com com slash zero zero six and here at the top of the show as always let's jump into a little news and updates so many sports can be adapted to accommodate visually impaired and blind people you know things like golf things like uh, even like basketball and stuff. But one of those sports that I never considered was hockey. Well, oh, was I wrong? Because apparently there is a Canadian blind hockey league. And there is a video over in the show notes that shows how these uh, folks are playing hockey being visually impaired. And if you go take a look at the video, it's really interesting because they have a few different rules. For example, one of the rules is that all the goalies have to be completely blind. Yeah, completely blind. I'm like, wow, they're really challenging. But the way those people whip around the ice and just some different things like the puck is a little bigger, uh, it makes some noise and so forth, but they're really out there enjoying hockey. And one guy on the video says, like, this is serious. They're not out here just, like, having a good time, you know, whatever. This is serious stuff. They want to get this as part of the Paralympics. I mean, it's a big deal. And I was so interested to see this because, again, I know that some sports are accessible or can be adapted to be accessible. But I didn't think hockey was one of them. I mean, I'm not a good skater with or without sight. I can't imagine, you know, folks being out there. But man, it is really cool. So you got to go check out the video at the show notes, lifeaftersightloss.com slash 006. From hockey over to running a marathon in the Boston Marathon, which was run on the 17th, April 17th, which was uh, yesterday at the time of this recording, there was a gentleman who was running the Boston Marathon who was visually impaired. Now, this isn't new for him. He's run quite a few marathons, but the difference about this one was he was using a new technology called IDA. Now, this technology is basically where he has a pair of glasses on with a camera hooked up to it that syncs over the World Wide Web, and then there's an agent somewhere else that can see what he sees and help guide him along the way. Now, 
Now, in his case, he had an agent out in California. So across the country, this person was helping to guide him through the Boston Marathon. And it's just a really interesting technology, this IDA. Now, I've got a video over at the show notes for this one as well, which shows how it would work. The agent can actually see what they see. Um, It can see where the person is location-wise because of GPS. They can look up things like menus and they can look up street signs and all kinds of stuff. And it's really interesting. So if you want to know more about it, hop on over to the show notes. I got a link to their website and I've got a video where you can see how this might all work in the real world. Check it out. Ida, I think it really could be a great technology for the VIP community. There's a new app out that allows visually impaired people to access audio description for their movies right on their smartphone. Yeah, that's right. Just kind of like the Disney Movies Anywhere app, which lets you access uh, audio description for certain movies. This app, hopefully, in the future, will allow you to access this audio description, download it to your phone, and then listen to it, whether you're at the theater or whether you're at home or whatever the case is. The app's called Movie Reading, and... Here at first, it's not very robust. It's only got a few movies on it right now, but the hope is in the future they'll add more titles and you can download the audio description and you can listen to it with the earbud and not be distracting to anyone else in the room. That's one thing that I've often found. Like when we go to the theater, I get the audio description, I put my earbud in, I can listen to it, nobody else hears it, and it's just a great experience. But at home on the Blu-ray or something... Everybody has to hear it in the room. It's not necessarily that that's a bad thing. It's just that they're not enjoying the movie the way they normally do. Or the opposite way is if I didn't have it, I would enjoy the movie the way I would have to. So this way, I could download it on my phone, have it anywhere I go, at a friend's house, at my house, at the theater, or whatever. So again, the the app's called Movie Reading, and I have downloaded the app. It works really well, um, so far at least. I haven't tried the other description yet because there are only a few titles. But it is accessible by voiceover, which is always a good thing. So you'll have to check it out. Movie Reading, we're going to keep our eyes on this because this could really be beneficial to us VIPs. Recently, I was doing a live stream over on YouTube. By the way, if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure to go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube and smash that subscribe button so you'll get notified of all the videos I post, plus whenever I'm getting ready to do a live stream. But I was doing that live stream, having a good time, just taking some questions, and somebody asked about when they should tell people about their vision impairment. They'd gone from sighted to sight loss, and they were wondering about it because they said there's this awkward look on their face when they talk about it. Now, let me go ahead and make one thing clear. It's going to be awkward. Whether you tell somebody in the first 10 minutes after you lose your sight or in 10 years, it's going to be awkward. People don't know exactly what to say. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to react. They usually give you a few key things. One, they'll ask questions like, have you tried glasses or surgery? Because they assume that you haven't thought of that, even though that's probably all you've been thinking about. Or then maybe they'll tell you that they're legally blind without their glasses. Or they had a cousin twice removed who was blind. Or, you know, begin to tell you some story like that. Or or best of all, they'll tell you about some article they read about some person or about some new surgery or about some new technology about a person who got their sight back. Because they assume that's the first thing you want to know about is how to get it back. I've got a whole video uh, on (laughs) ranting about getting our sight back, and I'll link that in the show notes as well. But it's just interesting how they react. But it's always going to be awkward. And what I told this 
person, first of all, was, again, it's going to be awkward, but I think there are specific times when you might need to tell people that you're visually impaired or that you have lost your sight or are losing your sight. And so today I just want to go over a few scenarios where you might want to say something and the reasons you might want to say something, and then we'll just dive into it a little deeper. The first reason you might want to tell somebody that you're visually impaired or losing your sight is with your work, with your job. Now, because if you've got a job that is sight intensive, especially, you're going to need to tell your employer so they can make accommodations. Look, there are tons of accommodations out there, tons of adaptable technology that can help you do your job in many, many ways. But if your employer doesn't know about it, they're going to wonder why you're trying to do weird things with the computers and so forth. So you've got to let your employer know. And another thing about work is if you're trying to apply for a new position, you're going to need to let your employer know up front or your future employer, that is. And a lot of people have said, well, I want to tell them because they'll discriminate against me or they won't cover me for insurance or a lot of different things. And look, I get it. It is a fight at times. But first of all, discrimination is illegal. So you can fight them on that. But I have always found that if I'm up front with people and tell them, hey, I am visually impaired. Here's kind of what it looks like to me, but it will not hinder me doing this job and here's three reasons why. If you're real upfront about it and have let them know, I've already thought about it in advance, you're almost telling them, hey, I've got my stuff together and I've already been prepared to do this job even with my vision impairment. So a lot of times when it comes to work, to jobs, to having a career, it's important to tell your employer and be upfront about it and take the awkwardness and take that moment where they're like, can you still do this job? Am I going to have to find somebody else? Because that may come up, but assure them you definitely can do this job. You just might have to have some assistive technology to get it done. So the first way, you know, let your work know. The next one might be medical reasons. Now, I don't mean you need to go tell your ophthalmologist and your optometrist you're blind. They figured that out. I mean like your family doctor, your family practitioner. Maybe go visit with them unless you went to them first with your eye problem. If you didn't, go talk to them about it. Just, you know, let them know. Any surgeon you might meet up with for surgery or whatever, let them know because it gives them a complete picture of your medical history. When I go to the doctor, one of the things that's on the paperwork that I had to fill out has to do with vision impairment. Are you visually impaired? Do you have a visual disturbance, as I like to say? And we do fill that out and we let them know what it is. And typically my issue, uh, labor's hereditary optic neuropathy, has nothing to do with the rest of my body. It's simply my eye condition. But it's important for them to know that simply because it gives them a complete picture of your medical history. So make sure to let people know. Plus, if they're going to explain things to you with graphs and charts and they're going to show you pictures or they need uh, assistance getting you in and out of the bed or whatever the case is, depending on if it's doctor's office, hospital, whatever, they need to know that up front. Now, some people might wear a medical bracelet letting people know that they're visually impaired. If for some reason you're in a car accident and you can't speak afterwards or you're a little bit disoriented, they might need to know that you're visually impaired. So a medical bracelet might help. Not suggesting you absolutely have to get one, but it might be helpful in those situations. So think about a medical situation where you might need to let people know that you have that vision impairment. The next one is friends and family. Now, here's the thing. If you've got really close family, really close friends, they're probably already on this journey with you. You don't need to let them know because they already know. But if you've got some friends that are a little more obscure, you've got some people that are in and out of your life, you've got some family you only see a few times a year, you're probably wondering, should I let them know? And I would say, yeah, you probably should let them know. And the reason you should let them know is because you don't want them coming into a family function or an event or even just to your house to visit and having them not 
be aware that you're visually impaired and do something rude, say something rude without ever knowing. Now, I'm not saying you should consider the feelings of the other person first, although we should consider the feelings of other people. I'm saying that when you tell these other people, it will help you avoid some awkward situations. A little bit of awkwardness up front will help you avoid awkward situations later. So telling your friends, telling your family, even the people that you don't see that often, letting them know I think is really important. And you can decide on who needs to know, who's in the the circle, if you will, on who needs to know, and then who can find out through Facebook and and other social networks like that. Because let's face it, everybody's going to find out. It's just who's going to find out from you. Now, another situation is with strangers. Now, what do I mean by strangers? Well, strangers could be anybody. It's basically somebody you don't know. It could be the mailman. It could be a neighbor down the street. It could be the parent of a child who's friends with your child. It could be the waiter at the restaurant. I mean, it could be anybody. So you have to ask yourself, should I tell these strangers? Well, here's one thing I always ask is, how much interaction am I going to have with these people in my life? What type of relationship am I going to eventually build with this person. With the mailman, probably not that deep of a relationship. But with the parent of a child who's friends with my child, maybe it's going to develop into something bigger. With the waiter at the restaurant, unless you go to that restaurant a lot and you have that waiter a lot, you're probably not going to develop a huge relationship. So the key is how much more are you going to see this person? How much more interaction are you going to have with this person? And if you're going to have a lot, you might want to let them know up front. I would say, again, a little bit of awkwardness up front saves a lot of awkwardness later. Because let's say you have that situation where a parent of a child who's friends with your child has to come to your house and they want to talk to you and, you know, just hang out while your kids play or whatever. Well, if you go through a whole day without ever mentioning you're visually impaired and you do weird things like look at your phone really close or something of that nature, grope around the table, they're going to be like, what's wrong with this person? And then eventually be like, I'm not sure my kids should come over here. They just knocked over like a whole tray of food or so clumsy. (laughs) My point is, if you let them know up front, I'm not saying like, hi, how are you? I'm blind. I'm not saying that's how you tell people. (laughs) But, you know, work it into it like, oh, yeah, well, a few years ago, I I lost my sight. Oh, my gosh, you did? Really? What was it for? Oh, I had this blah, 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 whatever the case is. Work it into conversation. Don't just blurt it out. That's That makes it twice as awkward. It's going to be awkward, but try not to make it twice as awkward. If you let people know up front, I think it will save a little bit of awkwardness after the fact. And then they'll let their kids come over and play with your kids a whole bunch more. Now, the big question is, why wouldn't you tell somebody that you're visually impaired? Well, we're going to answer that question coming up after the break. So stick around and we'll be right back after this. Hey, I had a gal contact me this week who had recently lost her vision, and she was asking me about different things to do and where she should go and so forth, and one of the things I talked to her about was finding a support group. Now, you can definitely find support groups in your area. However, one of the great things about the internet nowadays is you can connect with lots of people from around the world in groups, in online forums, and things like that. So, I just wanted to give you a suggestion. If you're looking for maybe a group to be a part of or ask questions of, go on Facebook and just search the word blind. If you search the word blind, there's going to be at least probably three or four groups I know that I belong to, and you can join these groups 
ask questions, give feedback, share your story, and it's a great way to get connected with other visually impaired people, whether in this country, the United States, whether in United Kingdom, whether in Australia, whether in Ireland, Scotland, France, it doesn't matter. You can connect with people from around the world. And though our stories are a little bit different, it's really important to stay connected with other people who just, well, sort of get it. So go on Facebook, search that word blind, and see what kind of groups you can find. Join them, share your story, and get involved. All right, guys, so now the question, why wouldn't you tell somebody that you're visually impaired? Well, first of all, like I said, if you meet a stranger and you're never going to interact with that stranger again, I'm not sure it's necessarily important to tell that stranger. Sometimes I've been with people and they will blurt out that I cannot see to the person that is the, quote, stranger. You know, they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, hey, well, he can't see. Like, do we need to know this information? Like, is this person vital to our lives? They need to know. I know my son has done that occasionally uh, with, like, friends at his school and I think it's he thinks it's cool. Like, it's oh, so cool my dad's blind. I don't know why he thinks it's cool, but hey, that's all right. At least I'm still cool right now. And so he'll tell his friends, like, yeah, my dad can't see. And it's like, did they need to know that? You know, that sort of thing. And so ask yourself the question, do they really need to know? You might not need to tell them in that situation. You know, and it just depends on maybe your safety. Maybe you don't want to let people know if it's going to harm you and your safety. But I think the most important thing And the most important reason we don't tell people is because of pride. It's because we don't want to be embarrassed. We don't want people to think less of us, especially if we've gone from a position where we're sighted, completely sighted like I was and like maybe you were, to being legally blind, to being visually impaired, to being totally blind. Who knows? We don't want to feel like we're weak. We don't want to hold that white cane out there and let the world know that we're blind. We just want to be looked at like we're, quote, normal, like nothing's wrong. And I think in those situations, you really have to, well, check your pride at the door because you got to let pride go. It's not going to help you be an effective member of society. And by that, I mean, you're going to need help sometimes. You're going to need help. You might uh, need help crossing the street. You might need help reading something. And if people aren't aware, they're not actively going to try and help you. For example, if you're at the store and you're trying to use the checkout thing with your card, it might be a little difficult. But if you have the white cane out, that person behind the counter might recognize the white cane and say, oh, they're visually impaired and naturally shift their thinking and go out of their way to help you a bit. Now, I'm not suggesting that you play up the blind card necessarily. What I'm saying is if you tell people in certain situations that you are visually impaired, that you have sight loss, that your sight has now changed forever, it might be helpful in the long run. A little bit of awkwardness up front can help you avoid a lot of awkwardness later and a lot of, I don't know, missed opportunities, if you will. So think about why you wouldn't tell somebody. I told the person on the live stream, remember that. If it's about pride, if it's about not wanting to be embarrassed, well, sometimes we just got to take a deep breath, jump in. It's kind of like being in cold water in the pool, you know? You got to take a deep breath, you just got to jump in. And I hate jumping in cold water in the pool. I hate it. It's terrible. I'm like, oh, it'll take me like 45 minutes to get in the pool if it's at all cold. I mean, cold like 80 degrees, you know, like if it's at all cold. But sometimes I just have to take a deep breath, jump in, 
and get into that water. And that's somewhat what it's like telling people you're visually impaired, letting people know that, hey, this is part of my life. It's not my whole life, but it's definitely part of my life. So take that deep breath, jump in the water, and let people know. It might be a little awkward, but it might be easier than you think. As always, I want to end today with my real-life retweet. Just a simple quote, something that's thought-provoking, funny, whatever the case may be, just to have it rolling around in your head as we end the podcast today. So, actually, this one comes from Twitter, the actual place where there are tweets, and there was somebody who tweeted about an embarrassing moment, and other people were commenting about their embarrassing moments, their, quote, awkward moments. And so I thought I'd share this one with you because, well, it's very appropriate. So, This person, whose name is Tanya, shares this tweet, and she says, Noticed the blind man approaching me wasn't sure where I was. So, I called out, On your right! I was on his left. He corrected me. (laughs) Gotta be embarrassing when you don't know your left from your right, especially when the blind guy walking up on you knows the difference, and knows the difference between where you're standing and where you think your standing. So hopefully Tanya feels a little bit better after that moment. But hey, that just lets you know that we all have awkward moments, even when you're fully, fully sighted. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap it up for me this week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope it was encouraging, entertaining, informative, and I hope that you got something out of it. Hey, if you did, you know what I'd love for you to do? I'd love for you to share it with somebody that you know. You can share a link on Facebook, on Twitter. You can tell your neighbor. You can send a text message. However you want to do it, share it with somebody. Let them know and say, hey, you need to listen to this. Maybe you have a neighbor who lost their sight. Maybe you have a family member who lost their sight. Maybe you just have a friend. Maybe you know some whatever it is tweet it out share it out and let people know about this episode and about the podcast itself that way people can find the help that they're looking for and maybe find a laugh in there as well and while you're serving the world wide web i'd love to hear from you maybe you have thoughts about today's episode maybe you have questions maybe you have an episode idea i'd love to hear it let me know just go to lifeaftersightloss.com/contact there you'll find all the links you need to get in touch with me that's lifeaftersightloss.com/contact i look forward to hearing from you very very soon And that is it for this episode of Life After Sight Loss Radio. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget that you can find today's show notes over at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 006. That includes links, videos, conversation, everything you need to know. Just go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 006. Thank you again for listening to this episode. I hope it was encouraging, and I hope you enjoyed all the time we spent together today. And until next time, remember, sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.